Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Saturday, July 2nd, 2022. When I was the worship pastor at an old church, somebody in the congregation donated to the church a Steinway Grand Piano. I mean, it was it was older, and we had to do some things to touch it up, but then it, w- it was wonderful to be able to use that in worship. The only problem was it, there was no space for it to constantly uh, stay on the stage there at the church. There was a nice place that where the piano fit perfect, perfectly kind of over in the corner of the room, but to get it from there to the stage, you had to go up a small uh, flight of stairs, five or six steps up to the stage and you had to get the piano up there. So what did we have to do? Well, we had to, every time we wanted to move that, uh, we had to get a group of people to lift the piano. I was leading the college ministry at the church at that time as well. So kind of what became the method is when we had to move the piano after the college group, I would get a bunch of those young, strong guys and to go over to move the piano because it was not a one person job. No one person could lift that burden and get it up onto the stage. It took a team working together, sharing the burden to get the job done. Uh, That's a little bit of what you're going to experience in the Christian life. There are burdens that require a team. And really, a church should be a place where we are sharing burdens. And it is a team coming together to lift burdens Uh, so that we can all progress to where we need to go. Let's look at Galatians chapter 6 today. We're wrapping up the book of Galatians, and you've seen a lot in this book on justification by faith, but also we're saying that doesn't mean that there is no struggle with sin. We are justified by faith, but now we seek to walk in the Spirit, and there will be times where where there are problems, and how do we deal with those? Let's see how Galatians 6 starts. Brothers, If anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor, for each will have to bear his own load. So as we consider uh, those words, we do see yeah, that there is a load we all have to bear, but also we are called to bear one another's burdens. And that's where you might think, well, you know, I helped so-and-so move or so-and-so was sick and I brought them a meal and those are great things to do. But from the context here, I think when he says bear one another's burdens, he's talking about the burdens of sin and sanctification. Look at the verse before, right? Somebody is caught in a transgression and we want to restore in the spirit of gentleness and we want to keep watch on ourselves and we don't want to deceive ourselves in the verse after verse two and think that we are more than we are. No, we are called to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. 
That as we all struggle and seek to pursue Christ and to become more like him in this process of sanctification, we need each other and we need to seek to serve others. That is going to be a part of the Christian life and that should be part of a healthy church. A healthy church is not where everyone just shows up and talks about, well, I'm doing great. You're doing great. We're all doing great. Well, hopefully we are all growing and hopefully we are on some level doing great and experiencing joy and victory in the Christian life. But guess what? Because the standard is God's holiness, we all have a lot of room to grow. We all have ways we still need to progress. We all still have sin that we are fighting in our lives. And we need to have a culture where, yes, we are bearing those burdens with each other. Because like with that Steinway, we'll we'll be able to make more progress together, lifting as a team than any one of us individually. So as you think about this for yourself, maybe just one place to start uh, is, does anybody know about your burdens? Uh, Is there anybody in your life with whom you are actually open about, uh, these are the struggles I'm facing in my sanctification. If not, that's probably not healthy on your end. We need to be sharing our own burdens to an extent. And lots of times it's starting those conversations that I think really open up relationships where, okay, we are bearing one another's burdens because you know what, what I'm going through and I know what you're going through. And now those are burdens that we can share. Those are burdens that we can bear together and we can be gentle with each other, yet uh, we can be truthful with each other, right? And I think we see that in the context of Galatians. No, being gentle with each other does not mean we avoid truth. It doesn't mean we're all, you know, we don't take the other end where, um, you know, on the one end of the spectrum, you have the, the church where everyone comes and puts on a face saying, I'm doing great, you're doing great, we're all doing great. And on the other end of the spectrum, we don't just want to show up being like, well, I'm a mess, you're a mess, we're all a mess, we're just a mess together, right? No, we want to work through that with each other, right? Because there are probably, there's hopefully ways that we are uh, growing and, and seeing victory, but there's also ways where, hey, there's still a struggle, there is still work to do, and those are the burdens that we want to share together. So again, look at Galatians 1 through 5. That is God's heart for the church, uh, that there is this bearing of one another's burdens. And now I want you, because you are the only one you can control, are you uh, doing what you can do to help your church or your small group or your ministry have uh, to really live this out, to have this kind of mindset of bearing one another's burdens? And really the ways you can do that are one, by being open about some of your own burdens, two, I think just faithfully praying for others uh, and actually praying for their souls, that's going to create opportunities. And three, really just pursuing relationships Um, because people generally don't just share their burdens with strangers, right? We build relationships with each other so that we can know each other and we can deal with each other with gentleness, yet with truth so that we can bear one another's burdens. So pray this for your church, for your small group today, and then do what you can do to seek to live this out so that we might bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, There's some other great things in Galatians 6 uh, verses 
9 and 10 are so encouraging. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Right? Even bearing burdens, that can be messy. That can be hard. And sometimes you will try to share bear somebody's burden and it won't go well or they might not respond well, but don't get weary. Don't give up. Uh, press on. We also see uh, just this snippet of uh, talking about circum- circumcision again. And Paul really reveals that a lot of the people that are giving into this way of thinking aren't doing so because they're theologically convinced by it. They're doing it because of peer pressure. He says in verse 12, it is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised and only in order that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. People are doing this to seek the easy way instead of enduring persecution. Uh, So that's that's an interesting thing there. And Paul says, hey, I I don't want to boast in what I've done or what I've accomplished or what I've gotten people to do. Verse 14, but far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. And earlier in chapter six, it talks really about that importance of humility as we seek to bear one another's burdens. Man, verse 14, that is a beautiful expression of Christian humility. Uh, So I hope you've enjoyed the book of Galatians. I hope we've learned and I hope we'll apply what we're seeing uh, from this amazing book. In the Old Testament today, we look at 2 Samuel 24 and 1 Chronicles 21, which both tell the same story of this census. And it is clear that this census, even though it doesn't say exactly why, it's very clear that this census was a bad idea, a sinful idea. Even Joab, who if you've picked up as we've been reading through, Joab is not always exactly the model citizen of everything that is good and godly. Even he is like, uh, David, are you sure you want to do this? Um, So it's clear that David pushes through even warnings to do this, and it's sin and it brings judgment. Now, one interesting thing, if you read the first verse of 2 Samuel 24 and the first verse of 1 Chronicles 21, they'll sound really different. And you'll be like, oh, pastor, one says that God did this, and the other one says that Satan did this. Who did this? And that's that's a great question. And that's where we do start to get into the realm of things that we can't fully explain, but we do see and we do know God is sovereign. Nothing happens uh, that God does not allow. But sometimes we see in this divine economy, what, what God allows is something that Satan uh, actually goes and does. I mean, think for instance of the book of Job, right? God Was God sovereign over everything that happened to Job? Yes. And did God even have a purpose? Could we even say that God was orchestrating this all for his good purpose? Yes. But remember from the story, it is actually Satan who asks God to do to be allowed to do this and then goes out and does these things to Job. So a very interesting um, idea here as we look at these chapters, um, but also we do see clearly the consequences of sin. And then we see again, David being a model of repentance, how he confesses his sin, pleads with God for mercy. If you're coming to Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, we'll be looking at Psalm 51 and and talking more about repentance and seeking forgiveness. 
and David's model of that uh, this this weekend, but also we see David building this altar. And I love how even though this man offers everything to David, uh, David says that memorable line, like, I will not give uh, God a sacrifice or a burnt offering that costs me nothing, right? He wants to genuinely make it right as far as he can, what he has done. And again, uh, that's a good example so there's some things that might be a little mysterious and we, we don't understand about these uh, two accounts of the census, but I think there are some clear things that we should see and, and even continue to learn as we really wrap up the life of King David. Uh, thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.